Willkommen zum Kill Hall Podcast. Ich bin euer Gastgeber Captain Logan und wir haben heute über eine Menge Sea of Thieves Neuigkeiten zu berichten. Also schnallt euch an den Mast und haltet euch fest. Ahoy there, Pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I have a very special guest with me, and if you can tell from the opening, he's a bit of a German fellow. So join me in welcoming Thor von Blitz. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. If you didn't understand what the intro said, it's just my normal intro as always. But the reason why it was in German is because with me, I have Thornton Thor von Blitz of the Sea of Thieves community. Thor, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, this is this has been something that I should have done a long time ago because you and I have talked uh, quite frequently over the the last couple of years um, for Sea of Thieves, and we've gotten to sail once in a while, and we even were randomly hanging out once at uh, Captain or no Morrow's outpost, and Falcor <laughs> sailed up to us, oh, ran yeah, yeah. up said hi and then sailed off because he was doing a video thing and we were just like okay well that was falcor so i guess bye hi so that was 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 a great moment yeah yeah really random to run into falcor uh just as we were just kind of hanging out and we weren't even doing anything we were just sitting around chatting i feel like that's always what we do it's true (laughs) it's true we don't actually yeah, we don't actually participate in the game. It's more like, like, oh, dude, I haven't talked to you in forever. Let's, we're, I just want to talk with you for a bit. So now is our opportunity. We actually get to sit down, and, and I got to, uh, you agreed to come onto the podcast and, and talk with me about you in general, but also because you just got a community spotlight uh, on the Sea of Thieves website, and and a lot of our friends have been spot been on the spotlight before, but it's one of those few times where someone who's been invested in the game longer than I have been is getting recognized, and I I know that they've had like other people in the past, like I know, for example, Jay, who was on the last episode his spotlight uh, went up a, a long, long time ago and it, it's still active, but probably most people probably haven't actually seen it, but they probably know him from YouTube. But your content creation is more in helping out with um, uh, uh, fortune and, and not really so much with like, you don't personally do a whole lot of content creation as far as I know of. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fairly accurate. I'm not really that much of a content creator. I don't really stream. I don't produce any videos on YouTube. Um, so why I is think, that, actually? I don't know. Probably before, like up until recently, I didn't have a PC. That changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe I do something in the future. But yeah. I don't know. I think my interaction is mainly nowadays via Twitter. Like a lot of stuff that I did on the forums before, like being very active on the forums. Um, yeah. Now switch to Twitter ever since the release. Um, How do you feel about the forums? Uh, still very fond of them. Um, although <laughs> there's 
and it, it, that always happens when when a game is out for a longer time you get some repeating questions and then it's up to the old people in the forums to be kind and uh, yeah. redirect them how how does it feel when when you guys were because we're we're kind of in two states right now like you and i like you were at the ground level when rare first announced sea of thieves and as the spotlight talks about and i don't want to take away any anything away from cameron because he might be listening but um (laughs) the the article you never know man you never know (laughs) cameron might pick this one up um but i i wanted to bring up the fact that uh you've been like a part of Sea of Thieves ever since they announced it because it just seemed really interesting from a cooperative perspective. And you've always been around Rare Games, kind of like I have been. Um, but the the main thing that I wanted to touch on was with the forums, everyone was kind of collaborating to kind, kind of uncover more of like what's going on with Sea of Thieves as they were starting to announce it. And now we're kind of doing that with Everwild. So are you kind of looking forward to there being like a forum type scenario with Everwild? Or are you just happy with like the Discord that we're in right now? No, no, I'm really looking forward to any form of forum we hopefully get with Everwild. Because I did join the Sea of Thieves forums quite early or I had an eye on them. But it was still, it was after I got my alpha invite. Um, so I wasn't there from the very, very start. The people that were there from the very, very start were like Lizard LaRue and Ketru Walker and so on. Many people that are now deckhands. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of intrigued to see, it's so interesting to me to see a community form from the very get go. Mm -hmm. And you get some familiar names right now on the uh, Everwild discord, which is also kind of cool. You also get many new people that never had any association with Sea of Thieves or something like that. So it's nice to see regular names popping up in that Discord over time. I, I just yeah. want to see how, how, how it develops further if we get a forum. Like, ah. It's it's going to be really interesting for sure. I'm I'm excited to see what lessons uh, Rare is going to take away from Sea of Thieves and then apply that to uh, Everwild. If Everwild ends up being like one of those online cooperative multiplayer type games, which at this point we really we really don't have we too don't much know idea. Anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're still trying to come up with names for animals and, and stuff like that. So. Um, and bloom deer if you number one yeah I, I yeah i'm pretty sure bloom deer is like the 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 safest bet that we've got right now um we just had uh this this was really cool i noticed that you in the discord that you just gotten a chance to check out the the video for it the audio descriptive one um what did you think of of the fact that they that they actually released a version of the Everwild trailer that had accessibility options for for um uh, for people with with bad eyesight or just uh, you know not not sighted at all. I mean, it just speaks for rare, right? That they're and that they're true to their word to try and be an inclusive studio, trying to be welcoming to whoever you are, no matter what disabilities you have or abilities you have. Um, I think that's really great. I wonder how that will translate to the final game if they have like a special mode for the game that is more um i don't know how you say that 
it's working towards uh, enabling people with disabilities, with sight disabilities or something, to be more in touch with the game. Like, because I know yeah. of a of a blind gamer. He recently also joined the Discord, the Everwild Discord. He is blind and he plays games just with the audio cues. And I, I have no idea how he does it. That's an incredible skill. But if he gets a game that might tell him that he's looking at a flower or you are stepping through water or something, I don't know how that works, but it's, it's, it's an interesting new, new thing, actually. That's, that's quite new in gaming. That's, I think Reyes on the forefront of something like that. Again, I don't know if they yeah. plan to have a feature for that, there... but... There was a game that came out on mobile uh, a while back that the screen was black and you had to play it with headphones. And as you played with headphones, you would swipe on the screen to, to perform actions. And all of the action in combat in the game was audio based. So everything that you did, you had to do based on what you could hear. So it played with spatial sound a lot and kind of touching on something with how the next console of games is going to be approaching stuff like audio. I know, for example, I, I'm pretty sure it was PS5 that they said that they were going to have like 3D sound. And mm -hmm. I can only assume that the Xbox Series X is going to have parity with that as far as feature set goes, uh, just so that they can kind of check off that box. But with a game like Sea of Thieves, um, so much information in the game is is relayed through sound. You know, when a Kraken spawns, when a Megalodon spawns, when when a powder keg is lit, uh, when a cannonball goes off. So much is is based on how far you are, if you're underwater, if you're on top deck or below deck. And I, I'm really hoping that you're right, that with Everwild, Rare can really utilize uh, sound as a way to convey um, what's going on in the world around you because it, it doesn't look like it's a game that is fast paced. So it opens itself up to being more accessible for folks that need that time to judge a space based on sound alone. Yep. So, um, and we had an argument on the, the Everwild Discord, and, and we don't have arguments really, really ever, but I, I wanted to, to put this out into the, into the world uh, so that people can maybe reach out to me and respond and reach out to you um, and, and decide. With this planet, is it going to be named Bob or is it not going to be named Bob? <laughs> See, I thought we, we shifted to Falafel or Falafel. <laughs> was oh was that was that the, I don't know. okay so I, don't know if we, I think i'm all agreed on that but it's it definitely sparked a nice conversation mm. after the pop <laughs> i mean i i'm a little more inclined to falafel now that you mention it i missed <laughs> that part on the discord so i'm i'm for any of those that are wondering what the heck we're even talking about in the ever wild discord there's been this this community creative center where people have been drawing like animals and like one person draw drew a a mud horn from the mandalorian and, and we're hoping that that gets put into the game but we've been constantly trying to come up with our own ideas for what this game is going to be and one of the, the the suggestions was what should we name the planet and you suggested Bob, and I said that you can't name a planet Bob. 
So <laughs> then you you proclaimed I was going to be the 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 president of Bob, which I refuse. So now falafel is apparently on the table. So I'm curious to know what people's thoughts of this ever wild uh, world could be named. Maybe people could send in some some suggestions of their own. So, um, but we're kind of hopping around all the different topics and, and I wanted to see if I could probably bring us back on. So what was it like um, being in the community for so long and finally getting reached out to by Cameron to, to do the spotlight for you? Was that, was that pretty exciting or, or were you kind of wondering like, where was my invitation? Did it get lost in the mail? <laughs> no, no, no. It was actually quite the surprise still because I don't see myself that much as a big influencer or whatever part of the community. Um, I mean, one of the questions in the spotlight was that quite a few people seem to know you. And I kind of reflected on that a bit and was like, yeah, right. I guess a couple of people do know me. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a, was a big surprise to be asked um, because I, again, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't see myself as one of the big players or anything at all. I'm like, super humble. I'm bragging about you, being humble. <laughs> well, you, you, I, I will, I will 100% back you up on that. You're, you're very much a humble person. Uh, as far as I've known you, I mean, one of the things I, I asked you to go hug a random guy. Well, not a random guy. It was, it was John, you know, internal air yep. at, at <laughs> I mean, it's My hard. answer might've been, been different if you would have asked me to, Hey, can you hug that random guy in the background? Because you were watching, uh, it was a TwitchCon. I was being broadcast yeah. and you were basically <laughs> watching the stream and you eventually spotted me in the background because we were in the waiting area, just sitting around a table. So I started just... waving at you and then you gave me the task of hugging John, which was cool. <laughs> and John is always up, uh, not always, don't, please don't run all the time towards him and say, hey, I need to run <laughs> with a, a stranger. Um, no, but, but John is really, he's such a cool person that he's, he's down with, with, with almost any shenanigan you can come up with. Like it's I literally just after you sent me the message, can, could you do me a favor and hug John for me? I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure. So I just walked over right away, did my little sign. I just wrote something on a little piece of paper and be like, here's, here's uh, Hey, John, Logan wants a hug <laughs> or wants to give you a hug <laughs> remotely. <laughs> It's so funny, and and I love it. And wasn't it Fox Die that that took the photo? Uh, yeah, for you guys. Which yeah, kudos to to Fox Die and Kata for for when they were doing the uh, the 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 champ or championship tournament. I can't remember uh, contest. They were out there playing, uh, doing their well, doing their hunt. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was it was the first time that TwitchCon was TwitchCon EU and was in Berlin. And yeah. it was the first time the public was able to play the arena. Yeah. So that Man. was really exciting. And uh, that was really cool. It was You've also been to Rare so cool a bunch. I've, I've, I've met. You've been... I, I've been to the UK a bunch. I've not been at yeah. Rare yet. That's still the thing. Oh, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never Hold been on. at the studio yet. No, no. Hold on. Wait a minute. Cause I've been, I've been going back. I've been listening to all of the, all of the, the podcast episodes and I, and I strongly recall, I am 90% sure Emma once mentioned that you actually went to visit them at the studio. No, who's, who's, no, no. no, what Emma said, her, Emma being okay, a okay. former 
uh, the former community she was. manager of, yeah. of uh, Rare. Uh, no, what, what she said during, was it one of the tavern talks? I think one of yeah. the last tavern talks, right? She said that I traveled to the UK multiple times. I did, she didn't say that I was at Rare. So that's, that's okay, I think so I, I'm she only said that. She, he, he, he's the madman that flew over a couple times just to be at Rare events and stuff. I was not at the studio, though. Not yet. Okay. At Okay. I'm just going to well, show up there crazy. And one day and be, hey, let me in. <laughs> let me in. You, you <laughs> could probably just walk in. They'd probably feel like, oh, Thor's finally back. God, we were wondering. <laughs> we were going to we were going to send out the we were going to send out all the puppies to come find you, but we, we figured you'd just come back at some point. Okay, so but you've been to the UK a whole lot. You've you've been venturing out to go visit with the devs on a regular basis like is it at the point now where they just see thorbin they're like oh hey it's thor how's it going man kind of um i think my first visit there like when i was flying over was um for uh the herbert museum in coventry they had like a rare mm. exhibit they had also I remember that yeah part, yeah a part of the exhibit was just sea of thieves and I yeah. talked to uh, Music Me, Damien, and oh, nice. uh, Lisa LaRue, uh, because they wanted to meet up. So we kind of got in contact. And I was like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to fly over there and meet you guys. So we met there, had a fun time, and met some of the rare devs there as well. And I think my second time to the UK was EGX uh, 2018, I think. Um, where we were, <laughs> it was kind of funny as well because nobody knew if Rare was going to attend EGX. So there was a, oh, a bunch, yeah. I mean, like a big bunch of Rare and Sea of Thieves fans was just there yeah, with the hopes that they would hoping. show up. <laughs> and Rare kind of last minute, like a couple days before EGX went on, basically announced that, okay, because all of you are asking, <laughs> we are now going to yeah. have a panel at EGX. And everybody was happy because we... A lot of people booked their train tickets or bought their EGX tickets or flight tickets um, just on the premise that Rare might be there. And there was no confirmation at all. There was nothing being said week after week after yeah. week. And then there was such a relief when they said, okay, we're going to do a panel. And the panel was packed. It was such a fun time. And everybody that was one took- of the, the biggest ones, I think, wasn't it? That was yeah, uh, the was. introduction was like to the a comics. Completely secluded. It was a secluded room, and there was there was a couple. There must have been a, at least a, a hundred, a little over a hundred people must have been in that room, uh, yeah. because we ran out of chairs. The <laughs> the people there was so many people that basically the whole back of the room was full with people just standing there because there was no chairs left, and um, it was amazing because uh, the Devs that were there, um, Andrew, Shelley, uh, who else was there? Mike, Joe, I don't know if yeah. John was there, but there was there was a lot of them there, and they took their time, like to even after before the panel and after the panel, they took their time to just have a chat with with everyone. It was great. That's one of the things about this studio that absolutely it still blows my mind that they're so approachable like i i have friends that are devs at, at other companies and i i play with them so when i do get to hang out with them it's just kind of like we're getting together to hang out but i it's like 
I appreciate what they do and they know that I love their work, but I don't have that same reverence for them that I do for like the rare staff because they really have created something that has, has just brought so much joy to, to my life and to so many other people's lives that I just, just the ability to actually talk with them, regardless of who it is, just really, it's like, I get anxious just thinking about like some of the people (laughs) that I talk to on a regular, I'm like, I shouldn't be, they're just another person. But when you talk about them being at a panel and taking time to actually talk, like they could have bounced, they, they could have very easily just been like, all right, well, we're, we're going to go back and do some other stuff or this or that, or some press interviews. But they really celebrate spending time with their fans. And that's something that I, I don't know. I've seen many other like people do like I, I've been in lines to, to get posters signed and stuff, but you get shuffled through a line, you know, you don't really get to kind of sit down and, and chat with people. And it's, it seems like everyone that I talked to that has talked to a rare dev has had like a good interaction with them. It's, it hasn't been like, you know, Oh, Joe was there and I walked over and he's like, Hey, good to meet you. Gotta go. You know, it was always like Joe was interested <laughs> in talking to them. So, I mean, it's, it's such a cool idea that, that you get a chance to actually sit there and talk with them. And you said you've gotten to meet them two or three times at this point. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that was like two times, first time in Coventry, then Birmingham. And I went over another time to London, uh, was a small Twitch event, like, a community meetup just for for twitch like it was in a yeah. party tent in the middle of london in the winter and uh i think <laughs> rare and sea of these were kind of being uh sponsoring it a bit um uh and so they were there as well so i was like all right let's fly over <laughs> and uh, i sound like a stalking person right now no um actually i think we met, all are no no no. um we met up with uh, a few friends from the community um uh some of the old salts they're always regulars they're like they're like one of the pillars of the forum actually they're, they've been there from the start as well yeah. and um uh that was basically the first time when when uh i think john and Joe were crossing the street to get to the venue mm-hmm. and they spotted us standing outside in line and we're like, Hey, super friendly and immediately recognizes you. That's, that's basically the first time when they were like, Hey, that's familiar faces. That's, that's awesome that you guys are here. And then, uh, we <laughs> met up again inside and, uh, we're just having lovely chats and everybody was enjoying their time. So, and then I think after that, Oh God! I think after that it was already EGX 2019, so last year's EGX. That's probably the last time I went over. Yeah, and uh, we had two panels, so that was that was great. And you you took um, you took a box of flags over to him. Some some ones for no, but representing. Was that's that's a whole oh, other story. Because I I left out the meetings with the devs when I was in Germany. I was just talking about England right now. Oh so, man! I think my first contact with. Uh, with the rare devs was was at Gamescom 2017, so before I was flying over to England all the time, because I I um, stood up early. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that was so cool. I that was still during alpha times, right? So it was yeah. Gamescom was one of the first couple events where people were um, 
getting hands-on experience outside of mm. the alpha. Yeah. And um, so I had a, <laughs> because I was a technical alpha player or tester, um, I had a bug report. <laughs> I had a bug. I can't talk about that, obviously, because of the NDA and stuff. <laughs> it's still in place. But I had a bug that I found. So I made a report, and I, I reported it through the official channel and stuff as well. But I also wrote down the bug report handwritten <laughs> on, a fucking on, a, on, a, on a piece of paper. And um, uh, made a little little story up that kind of was like in in universe, like in inside the Sea of Thieves, how the character was wondering why this keeps on happening and happening. And I made like a, <laughs> I wrote it down, handwritten. I made a little scroll, got a little wax seal, tied it up neatly. So and then I went to to Gamescom, and I handed it to Joe. <laughs> that was that was a great thing. great thing. Yeah, they, they so were you... they were happy. They were like, oh god, that's that's neat <laughs> and stuff like that. And super. That was my first contact with them as developers. And um, again, I would. Uh, it's it's when you are part of a community like the COTs community from that early on. I've never mm -hmm. had that before. I I've been in Halo communities and stuff like that, and I dabbled in their forums or you because I think Reddit wasn't that much of a thing back then. But you know, you you skirt the forums sometimes, but it's mostly the exchange you have within your friend circle and whoever yeah. you meet online at the time. Um, Definitely. So I've never been this much. In, I was never this involved with the community from the get-go. So meeting developers that early on when the game isn't even out and they're super friendly, that was my first impression of them. And that, that, that left like a lasting impression because I was like, that's these guys, even back then, these guys are so approachable. They just, you know, you just go there. You have something nice. You want to give them something. And they're so appreciative of it and, and really nice. Uh, Joe invited me basically to because they were streaming from the Gamescom location as well and he basically said you want to you want to play and stream and i was like no i'm not i was like a deer in the headlights i guess that's an expression right <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. uh i didn't know what to do and i was like mm, I, I i i i just got here to gamescom i just want i'm going to walk around for a bit and i'm biting my butt to this day <laughs> I should have just said, <laughs> yes, Joe, obviously I want to be backstage and play COTs on stream. Uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> but it was so nice. Like, oh, where man. do you get that where you walk up to a dev and they're like, hey, you, got, hey, you wanna you want to play? Like, they're so, I don't know, it's so awesome. Yeah, they're they're great. I absolutely I love that dev team so much. They're they're some of my favorite people that I love to keep track of and and see. And the that their interactions online reflect that as well too. Like a lot of people just know Sea of Thieves from their videos, but if you if you watch their tweets, if you keep track of what they're doing on a on a social basis, you really start to see just how awesome these people are and how how much they they really like every every job has its has its ups and downs and stuff, but yeah. they 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 genuinely share this this love for Sea of Thieves that I think the community recognizes and appreciates yeah. because it feels authentic. It feels like they aren't just trying to get money. And 
a lot of the times you you look at companies and you're like, oh man, this is Activision sticking their their finger in in Blizzard's pie to get some money out of them, or oh this is this is EA sticking their finger in in uh, Respawn's pie to try and get some money out of us. And you know, with with Microsoft, it feels like Microsoft is obviously wanting the studio to build new IPs. Um, kind of in the in the because we recently got an article about uh talking about what changed with rare in mm. the last what was it six or eight years i think uh the article like who saved yeah, rare yeah, i think yeah 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 so game gamesindustry.biz put out an article that says uh who saved rare and the article was written by um christopher dring uh on the 30th and it, it basically goes into a long conversation about like how craig duncan who if you don't know who craig duncan is he's the studio head he is it, I'm, I, it's hard to say like he's the one person because it's it's never just down to one person but he's basically the one that took up the the helm and steered ship or steered the rare ship in a direction that gave them the freedom to build a game like sea of thieves that is so unique and so different and so uh um interesting compared to any other game that's on the market right now there's tons of indie games but having mm. having this first party studio build a game like sea of thieves is really attributed to craig taking or taking um like uh, uh o'connor and, and roger and, and and uh neat and all these different heads or all these different management people bringing them together and having them hire on more people that are creative to kind of create this this awesome game and now they're doing Everwild and they're they're uh, helping out another studio build the battle toads game and who knows what they're going to be doing after this and stuff but it was always really interesting to think of Rare and how how the company that we knew nothing about back in the 90s and has always been super, super secretive about what they're super working secretive. on. Kind of, yeah, and, and it feels kind of like there's still studios out there, like Blizzard's one of them. We still never find out what Blizzard's working on. Retro studios, like are they building Metro Metroid Prime or are they just doing a lot of barbecues in their backyard? We don't know. Mm. So you get a company like Rare and you see like how their viewpoint has changed and how they've decided to open up everything they possibly can that is within their limits to the world so that we have good input about it. It's like, it's so cool to actually get this and then to find out that the people that work for the company are just decent human beings at, at the end of the day is is even better. Like I just, I, I love that about them. Um, I don't even remember what my my point was with that. Oh, I we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um, going to visit them. So I wanted to to bring up. I wanted to get back to the uh, flags. So you gave them a, bo a box of flags. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in honor of of the uh, fortune. And yeah, so I yeah. so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were basically as one does. It uh, was giving something back again. If that's one thing I can say, if you're ever attending a, a an event where Rare is present and you're there for COTs or Everwild or Benji Kazooie or whatever, they appreciate gifts or small little things because it, it's they that's something they can show around the studio and basically share with the rest of the people that were not going for the events and were not that were they're still working back in. Uh, cross 
and it's it's like a moral boost every time i i i, I think um mm -hmm. so yeah, we totally. basically we basically thought like all right we we've been active in the community for a while um they're the reason rare is the reason why we got together in the first place like we're all like-minded players but probably without CRTs wouldn't have poured ourselves together to form one little thing which is our little uh, uh group fortune um mm -hmm. so we were like all right maybe it's time to give something back even if it's just something small so we uh came up with uh making our own pirate flags that were representing different people within our group and yeah. uh <laughs> it was we got some physical flags like actually printed on on uh cloth yeah. And uh, something they can they can hang on the studio or whatever they want to do with it. And we did little smaller flags on on um, paper or not, what, what's paper mache? What what's called like the harder yeah. paper carton? Carton? <laughs> That's what I would say in um, German. Puppet. Cardboard or uh, cardboard? Uh, there we go. That's the word cardboard. Why do you use <laughs> such a long word for such a small thing? So. Um, <laughs> we printed out smaller flags uh, on cardboard, and uh, so the flag motive was on one side, and on the flip side was like a letter written, very mm. sometimes very personal, from that person the flag belongs to. So it was wow. basically flags from our community and like little thank you notes and uh, letters of appreciation. That's that's uh, what we got, and yeah, we handed them, uh, put them all in a little box. And went to Gamescom 2019, so last year's uh, Gamescom in Cologne. Yeah. And actually had a player there that flew over from the US just to be there and meet Rare as well. Uh, Doctor Bolhammer, wow. little shout out here. You might have heard from him. <laughs> so we don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about him again. That's okay. Yeah, I know, can... I know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, we just uh, got there and handed them over to the team. Uh, Jason Cross was there as well. Uh, who, if you don't know Jason Cross, he's he's, he's the that. the head designer for the arena, for arena team, right? Exactly. And since the the whole display at uh, Gamescom uh, that time was about the arena, I think it was the first time you could play on Duos Loops in the public. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so he was there, and he was also he, he was so happy. They were all really That's appreciated, so cool. uh, appreciative of the little gift that we gave them, and we were not the only ones. They got more gifts as well. I think. There was uh, uh, Liz brought him something, it. didn't didn't she? Who did? Or my Liz Larue, didn't she bring mm, them something? I don't. No, Liz was not at Gamescom. I, I think I'm also yeah. mixing it up with EJX because all those events were kind of close together. I just know that yeah. giving them gifts and at uh, like the uh, Rogue Legends, for example, as uh, another fleet within the community, they gave them something as well. The last EGX and last year's EGX. Uh, so gifting them is is uh, it's not unique to to us. It's like it's almost like a tradition now. If you go to an event like them, then you give yeah. them something, and they're always so appreciative. And they're like, uh, again, it's like something they can bring back home, show the other people at Twy Cross, and yeah. be like, hey, this is this is what we got. Look, this is awesome. Our community is the best. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's an Demotivated. offering to the to the rare gods. To the, yeah, it's like an offering, right? We're just 
<laughs> flags and little books oh. and so many things. Okay. I, I've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, there's been a, a ton of stuff that the community's given them. So, and and so you talk, you brought up rogue, le- uh, rogue, like, uh, oh my gosh, rogue, rogue legends, legends. Not to Thank you. Like ends, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, but yeah. but you're a part of Fortune Union. So Fortune Union uh, uh, brings, like, for example, you guys do a lot of community events, and we just recently got the announcement of the um, affiliate alliance, the Sea of Thieves affiliate alliance system. So I, I wanted to bring this up uh, for anyone that has a community, because it, it, say, like, if you have a community, you have a fleet. And for example, your fleet has a Discord server. Um, there's now a way that you can get support from Sea of Thieves. And there's actually, so there's there's a, a bit of um, stuff that you have to do to be able to actually get into it. Um, so the, kind of the submission guidelines for this are, you have to, first and foremost, you have to uphold the, uphold the pirate code, which if you don't know what the pirate code is, you're Shame already you. in the bucket. Shame on you, because the the pirate code was was created by the community, and then there's technically the the community code of conduct, which is more rare, uh, specific guidelines that they have for conduct in within the community. Like they're saying, like, hey, you know, we have a pirate code, and the pirate code was created by the community, but let's be honest, this is these are the real rules on what you can't do, and they're very specific about what you can and can't do, or you're going to get in trouble. So. Right off the bat, you already have to uphold those two different codes, uh, which are easy if you're a nice human being. Uh, You have to be active uh, and have an active moderation team and policy, which if you're in the Discord, then you should already have rules just to make sure people know what they can and can't do. And then have some people that are helping keep over, keep in charge over that so that it's not left up to just one person. And then you have to have at least a thousand members and be active for a minimum of six months, which for most of the communities out there, that's not too hard. Um, Smaller communities like my mine, uh, we don't have a thousand members, but at the same time it's we're we're kind of one of those things where it's more of a of the podcasts uh discord as opposed to a full community for sea of thieves kind of like a fleet um these are just folks that are are fans of the podcast so hopefully at some point i'll i'll get us up to a thousand members and we can we can apply for this (laughs) um until then, I'm I'm not too worried about it because everyone seems pretty pretty content with uh, what's going on. But we we wouldn't mind being uh, on this. But you also have to have quality content and regular contributions. So you can't be a dead Discord and just get get in there. You got to be doing stuff. So that's something that Fortune I think would actually be really good at because you guys do really cool events. And I was hoping that you could kind of share some of your favorites on on what you're looking forward to and and even with some of the other different fleets out there. Yeah, I think one one thing that is uh, interesting right now with Fortune is that we slowed down a bit and being actively uh, doing the events ourselves. But how dare we're you? working. How dare we? Um, we're working with the fleets and groups within the Pirate Council to um, bring games or game modes that we came up with, like Skullball, uh, to the wider community. And, so t- uh, touch on Skullball, because uh, I know what that is, but not a lot of other people may be familiar with this, and maybe they want to jump in after after kind of learning a little bit more about what Skullball or Skullball is. Yeah, Skullball is basically a, like your basic neutral 
capture the flag game mode that you have in other FPS shooters or something, where mm-hmm. you in Sea of Thieves you would set up two ships opposing each other with an island in the middle, and on that mm-hmm. island is one skull, the skull ball, uh, and that's neutral. So both teams start out on their ships, get onto the island, fight over that skull trying to get into the possession of that skull, and then they carry that skull to the opposing team's ship and try to climb up the uh, to the crow's nest and ring the bell, and then they score a point, and then everything gets reset, and then the next round starts. So that's, like again, it's like your run-of-the-mill neutral flag game mode, just trans- translated to Sea of Thieves. Well, you you say run of the mill, but I, as far as I remember, uh, capture the flag. Capture the flag is is pretty tough, but with Sea of Thieves, like that that could be extremely difficult to get up a, a especially if you have two galleons. Trying to get up a, the the mast of a galleon can take quite a while, and there's only so many people to to guard a ship. If if you have all three players on the on the deck. And one person climbing the mast, they're still outnumbered by the time everyone from the opposing team gets from the ferry. So, yep. I mean, it <laughs> that makes for tense gameplay. If, if you have a 4v4 going on with two galleons and you have one person climbing the mast while the others try to hold down the other team, uh, that can get hectic. And we've seen some amazing plays where last, literally, last second pistol shot dropped the guy that was climbing up the, the uh, crow's nest uh, to the crow's nest and uh, prevented them from scoring because he died at the last possible second and dropped down with a skull. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's the kind of stuff that I think a lot of people would have some fun with because it doesn't feel like that's too hard to set up in Sea of Thieves. But to, to talk about um, with with the affiliate program is that something that fortune is looking to do to to get their fleet set up so that folks have uh, another resource to them if they're looking for places to find interesting stuff to do in the game that isn't just around what the base game is yeah i mean we would kind of like being part of the affiliate alliance program but fortune itself is a rather small group like we're really just a bunch of individuals i think we're Right now, you could count us uh, with two hands, and you wouldn't have no problem. So it's it's not in the hundreds of users numbers. Um, but uh, uh, where where was I going with this? So yeah, we're a rather small community. We don't really necessarily uh, fulfill the requirements of having a thousand user for the affiliate program. Um, okay. That being said, since we're also in the Pirate Council and stuff, and again, we, we, we kind of slowed down hosting those events ourselves, but we're very much still there trying to enabling other communities to do the same thing. Like if somebody wants to host Skullbo or something, I mean, that's really a basic premise. Like I just said, you just need two, two galleons in an island, and there, there's some rules there, some minor rules. Uh, they can host it themselves. And that's actually what happened uh fairly recently with uh one of the affiliate alliances group um cfe france they uh they hosted their own skullball tournament or or game yeah it was tournament yeah. it was an elimination tournament um was was great great to see like um i think serial was kind of shoutcasting for the english rebroadcast because the original broadcast was all in french 
and wow. he was really excited to see his baby because he came up originally with the idea of Skull Bowl and having that as a Sea of Thieves thing. Um, yeah. He was so excited to see somebody else take his baby and get their own spin on it. And the, the, I got I give it to the French people. They their production quality. You have to see this as well, Logan. Their production value and what they did was amazing. That was like blowing everything out of the water I've seen so far. Like that's that's so great. They were that's so awesome. enthusiastic as well. Like they really got what Skullball is about and made it a enjoyable event for their audience. So that was really great to see. That's cool. See, so, yeah, like I didn't, uh, I, I had no idea that Sea of Thieves France was even, um, was even doing anything like that. And that's something, oh, hi, cat. Oh, hi, hello. <laughs> she snuck in here. Um, so yeah, like, uh, with Sea of Thieves France doing stuff like this, I'm looking at the, the list of different communities and you've got the Sea of Thieves community, which is a, a very large English based uh, discord server. There's the Sea of Thieves France, Sea of Thieves Brazil, uh, mm. Sea of Thieves Deutsch, Deutschland, uh, Sea of Thieves Italy and Sea of Thieves RU or Russian. And basically if, if you speak a, like one of the, the main languages that's around, there's probably some exceptions as far as like Asia is concerned. Uh, but most of the, the community around the world is, is got a good representation on this website. So I'm going to have the, uh, the, the website in the link here and I'm going to see if I can dig up the video or the, the, the actual video to the skull ball France. Um, so that I can throw that in the show notes as well too. Cause I'm, I'm interested to see how that, how it was too. Cause that's kind of been some of the discussions that's been going around about, uh, rare, opening up to the option of giving us private servers. Um, a lot mm. of people have been kind of against the idea of, you know, private servers as being a way to earn gold and titles and stuff like that. But with these kind of situations, like the, the world is, is here for us to, to do with what we want uh, and, or, or to, to do what we want with it and having our own kind of events and stuff is, is kind of the essence of building our adventures, you know, having our own adventures and kind of harkens back to something that I think Mike Chapman really would, would love to, to, to see kind of in his world. You know, he wants us to have these grand adventures and stuff and having two fleets come together in a tournament style, uh, capture the flag style game. I, I, I love that idea. I've, I've posed the idea to Jason cross about using the arena as a way to have um, capture points where you're using the beacons to, to light your, your ship color uh, on the beacon and you have to hold certain, you know, three out of five beacons mm. in order to, to gain enough points to beat out the rest of the, the, the ships. And that way it's like a battle between multiple ships to try and hold different points and whoever holds the most points wins at the end of the the the, the time limit so yeah. i i think private servers would really really help out with trying to bring some ease of use like on-demand use for these kind of events and and seeing them kind of build up this affiliate alliance um i'm hoping that if folks like fortune who may not have the the membership requirements um 
look to what you guys are doing where you're kind of working with the pirate council and, and talking to different content creators to maybe joining up communities so that we could kind of create our own sized uh, uh, discord that would give us the opportunity to qualify for something like this where rare would support us and possibly have like giveaways or, or codes or things like you know rewards for the winners to to be able to uh, justify like you know what what we're actually doing and in, in the eyes of the community access to private servers yeah <laughs> yeah that we that will be the big thing and i think that's kind of i honestly think that's where private servers if we get them uh, are gonna be headed there has been many, many discussions on the forums uh, as well of um, people wanting a PvE mode. And you see that crop up everywhere on, on Reddit as well. Uh, you see that sometimes uh, in replies on, on Twitter or elsewhere. Um, the people want a PvE mode. And I understand people wanting to just sail around, enjoying their time. But I think if they would play in a purely PvE mode where they can um, uh, uh, rank up their reputation and stuff would take away from the core essence of the game, that is this shared world. So I think that private servers will go in the direction that you can't wrap up or earn gold. And it's more like, here's a sandbox, here's a toolbox, the, the world is your your playing field, do your events or do your fun stuff there. But if you want to make your pirate legend, like like fulfill your pirate legend, then you would need to go into the normal servers, like the open ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I personally, there are definitely times where regardless, like for example, the times where you and I have just sailed around and talked like, yeah. For, for things like that, it's it's fun when we get attacked because it's like we get the, the moment of, of interruption where we have to we, we get an opportunity to have some fun. But there are definitely times where I would love to take some of my friends that aren't uh, as strong with game knowledge for this game because they play so many other games and be able to kind of usher them into the experience similar to kind of how um it was when the game first started and that's something that you talk about in the the spotlight that i encourage everyone to go to go actually read is a lot of the stuff that that is taken for granted by old sailors uh, really is kind of a, a, a burden to bear for oh, newer yeah. players it's it's a it's a barrier of entry and trying to break down those walls to make it easier for people to get into the game, get familiar with the game. And then once they're comfortable, kind of push them into uh, the, the, the live server where you're actually playing against other players. I see it all the time in other games where they have um, competitive play. Like, you know, you can, you can play against bots until you get so good at playing against bots that you're like, I need more of a challenge and yep. then you jump into and you jump into the live gameplay, and then you start playing against other people and seeing how they interact. And it's like there's there's a, a a gap that needs to be allowed for. And I think that a lot of folks that are beyond that barrier don't see the value in developing time for that. But every every minute that you put towards bringing in new players into the game keeps this game alive. So yeah, if you exactly. love playing this game, if you if you love playing the game for for what it is and and all the things that are in it, bringing more people is the goal. 
you you don't want to take people away from that. You don't want to rule people out and say they can't have what they want because it doesn't fall in line with what you think the game is for you. It should be something for everyone and more people will find their way to where you are and and it'll be better for that because they'll be they'll be even more experienced than the than the crew that is battle hardened and completely salty and knows exactly how to how to to wreck out in the seas you know they're cutthroat and then the people that have just barely bought the game got it for christmas they just popped it in to see what it was because they got game pass and then they get completely swamped by all the stuff that's going on and then never play the game again and it's like you you need to ease people into the into the where the game state is right now and I, that's where that's where i see the benefit with beyond just community events where private servers could come in handy is is having oh, yeah. communities that usher people into events and then once they get comfortable with the the private servers and they're comfortable into that bring them into the live servers and then they can actually start to get that greed that that desire that that lust for for pirate legend and to see you know like the the pirate legend tavern on their own and to have that experience and then to go out and start start the cycle over again start bringing new people in and being like look this is really 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 fun and i think you're going to have a blast doing it uh and i'm going to be here to help you learn how to do that so um as i kind of was there anything that i that i missed that you wanted to touch on before i switch on anything or is anything that you wanted to to bring up depends on what you're switching to i'm pretty much i think that (laughs) that was there's there's not too much else in the the news that i can really see we're we're really kind of waiting for the next update we're still um two weeks at least out from whenever the next update i don't know if it is it coming out really two weeks out i thought the oh yeah yeah that might be the two-week cadence right now because february just started right yeah god that's such a long while we need to wait I know <laughs> it feels <laughs> it feels like an eternity when it's the last two weeks. But um, yeah, have you gotten all your stuff turned in? All your commendations worked out for uh, for this update? I have to check like one or two things for the uh, immortalization things. Oh but yeah. Besides, I, I I think I'm pretty much set. Yeah. It's Can so I just sad. say, I really hate that your guys is is so low-key like it, it's like the little scratches in the rock like i i was oh, looking the for them the other day yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. The deckhands. don't confuse that with boat swains we, we oh you're got, right we, got, we don't got none we don't I need one you guys <laughs> oh no, no 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 that wasn't that wasn't meant in a pet that's shade that's shade no 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 that's shade that was not shade throwing you don't you don't say they got one we don't need one without throwing no, no, shade no. that's that's <laughs> not how that works we we got in our we don't need one no that was that's not exactly how it came was. across <laughs> no, no 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 that was uh, not that's not how i meant it listen um, listen back to it i promise you'll hear it it, it was right there no, no um okay but but boatswains you guys i think we kind of having the the title of boatswain is our our recognition that's that's a thing it's not in the game um but it's there and we all know we, we got it for being a positive influence within the community and um contributing and trying to keep the forum healthy or the discords healthy or 
I hope like being friendly to other people. Like, just I mean, they're they're rare is not even saying be friendly to other people. They just said stay who you are, right? So yeah, all the boat swains. We are critical of rare. Um, like it's not like we are yes sayers or something like that. We we do open our mouth if something is not going right, or in our opinion is not going right, or because each and every one of us is an individual. Unlike um, those dirty deckhands, constantly. <laughs> no, I'm not saying shills. the deckhands are yes. <laughs> Com- complete no, 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 shills. No, no. I, I, I'm friends with them. Um, no, uh, I think we got our recognition by hey, you guys are awesome. Um, stay, stay like that. Stay awesome. And here's a here's a token of our gratitude, making you both Spain. Some, I mean, there's only 31 of us. If I yeah, count it right. And that- that was one of the first few things that Rare ever did for the community too. Like the the deckhands were there, and you've had like the Brave Vanguard and stuff if you signed up before the beta. And but I mean, Boatswains have been around longer than I have for the game. Like I I I'd heard about Boatswains and I'd heard about the deckhands b- before I got going. So, Mm -hmm. and I, and I started off in the beta because I was, I was late to the, to the hype. Like I didn't even realize it was a thing until like a a few months before the game even got launched. And then I was like, dang, uh, I missed out. (laughs) I missed out a lot. lot. There's so many inside jokes. I don't understand. (laughs) There really were. It was a, it was a whole community before I even got into it and I stepped into it and I was just like, I like this. This is these are some these are some good waters right here. I'm enjoying this. I'm staying. Yeah, I'm ditching everything else. I'm sticking to this, and that's exactly what happened too, man. I got in and I got in deep, and you know, a tattoo and a podcast later, I'm still going. I love it, but <laughs> man, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that um, at some point those dirty deck hands will realize that their that their their player immortalizations are are just that and that the boat swains will be the true the true uh victors of of the battle of deck hand versus boat swain and um i'm trying to think if there's anything I else I, I don't i don't i don't what do you say what is the word it's been being said in in politics lately so often Dirty deckhand? No, not dirty deckhand. I wanted to dis. I don't wanted to distance myself from whatever you said about dirty deckhands. That's, no. I mean, um, I, I you you told me before we started recording that you can't you can't stand looking at their player immortalizations, and that's why you haven't checked them all off because they're dirty deckhands. But <laughs> this man I is mean, a liar. What Jeez. me? No. Yeah. I would never, uh, I would never lie, cheat, or steal in Sea of Thieves. Hey, the, the boot swines, how we call them, and the deckhands, <laughs> we're like, we're like this, and I'm making, I'm making little. I'm, that I'm is a rude gesture, folks. You can't, you <laughs> no, can't see this right now. I'm crossing my fingers. I, I can see this. <laughs> he is, he is making the rudest. Ge- I don't, I didn't realize that that gesture translated so well into English, but man, you Germans, you got some, <laughs> some dirty gestures right there, folks. Don't, I'm glad there's no video for this. Cause I would hate for you to have to see what he's doing to, to, to suggest that these deckhands are that that's just, wow. Oof. I'm, just, I'm just shaking my head right now. I didn't right. know you he had wanted it to, in you. He wanted to say though, that the deckhand Easter egg is so hard to spot because it's etched into the rock. 
on what is it? Cannon Cove. Uh, Cannon Cove, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, and it's so hard so, to see. And I would agree, it's super hard to see. <laughs> it's super hard to, to see. I stood at that I stared at the rock forever. I was actually staring at the rock and I was like, it's supposed to be right here. I feel like they took it out because I can't see it. And then I walked up and I was like, somebody wanted to interact with. It felt like I felt like some some boatswain like went over and just <laughs> scrubbed scrubbed it off the side of the rock. It was really weird. I couldn't find it, and I was like, man, you know, if I didn't know Thor was such a, a down to earth, salt of the earth kind of guy, I would suspect that he came over here and just was like mumbling under his breath something about dirty deckhands and scrubbing <laughs> the, the the names off of this rock because I can't find them, and that's that's crazy. Um, no, but I'm, I'm, I've got, I think I've, oh man, I think I've got one or two more that I just haven't sailed out because it's a matter of where I log in whenever I get into the game. But I think, I, I think I'm in the same, same scenario that you're in where I've got a couple more that I need to just, I just need to sail out and go get them because I'm being yeah. lazy. The ones so. I need are in the roar. That's why I didn't check them off yet because I'm like, oh, do I, I want to sail into the roar today? God, nah. so I sailed in the other direction. Or somebody like I'm on my way to the roar, and then there's a bounty, uh, Reaper's bounty chest popping up or something. And I'm like, oh, oh. All right, I'm gonna get this. And once I have that on my ship, there's another ship coming. I'm like, guess I'm not heading to the roar. I need to turn this in. And there's people on 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 my butt. That's uh, not today, yeah. roar. Let's try it another <laughs> time. <laughs> It's you're the second person on the podcast that I've that I've talked about the roar with, and and everyone seems to just be like, nope, don't want to do it. <laughs> I, I like the roar; it's so friendly now. <laughs> Remember to, <laughs> the early days? Wow, when you got annihilated as soon as it started rumbling, and you were like, oh, all right, we definitely oh, yeah. gotta go. And now it's like, oh, it's rumbling. I'm gonna yeah, take one yeah. more look into that barrel, and then I go. Because that's what I do nowadays. It's like, all right, I I know oh, yeah. I need to go, but I can I can squeeze a couple more seconds in. It's not that. It's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it used to be ruthless, and now it's now it's just like I'm gonna I'll I'll kind of poke you a little bit just to annoy you. Just but a yeah, little bit more. Just a, just one more. Just one more barrel. <laughs> just one more. <laughs> I know there's a cursed cannonball somewhere in this barrel. <laughs> I'm gonna find it, and I don't care about you, volcano. Yeah, but before it used to be like, okay, everyone, hands on deck, let's go. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Drop what you're doing. I don't care what it is. Let's go. Because it, it was rough. It's a bit tamer now, and it's not 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 to say that this is a bad thing. Because I appreciate that you have such a scenic moment. Like I, uh, I could bring up another game as an example, but uh, to stick with CFPs, I like the near misses of the uh, Ooh, yeah. volcanic rocks because it, that is it gives you the feeling of being in a tense moment without endangering you completely so you have many close calls and it looks awesome and it's it, there is a certain tension there but you're not written off completely before it was when it got, went off and you were still there and you weren't on a galleon galleon could take hits still can but mm -hmm. before it was if you were on a sloop or on a brig and you were still in the inner circle of the volcano exploding you might have a yeah. bad time yeah. And it was a really yeah. bad time. And now it's like, <laughs> yes, you get hit. And you're now they added fire and stuff. Um, so you get that as a <sighs> bonus. But it, I appreciate that it's 
a lot of close calls and they tend make you tense up for like half a second. You watch that one rock flying towards you and you're like, oh, all right, all right, that's that's definitely it. That's gonna be the one that smites me down and it, it misses like inches from your boat. And then you're like, whew, okay. And there's the next one. <laughs> and it misses again, yeah. but it's cool. It's that little micro tension for a couple seconds or so that it makes yeah. it more enjoyable. And I feel like that also lowers the frustration levels for newer players. Um, we are all experienced again. That's to urge back to uh, arch back to something you said earlier that all I said in the spotlight. We often forget how overwhelming the game can be if you know nothing about it. And I, I get that the roar is meant to be an area for the more experienced players, but you still got to level out a bit. And I feel like where it is right now, even if it's way easier than it was before is is a nice thing like you can guilt you still can get struck by the rocks they do damage set your ship on fire you have a lot to deal with while other fiery rocks fly around your ship if you get hit so it's it's that tension building you're not in real yeah. real danger anymore but it, the tension is always there and that's an emotion that definitely needs to be evoked and i think the balance right now is completely right for that yeah and and i think a lot of that is uh is in in part because of some of the changes that you talked about like we we now before it when you got hit it was just you know you either on you top deck holes. and you got yeah you got holes or, or you got killed uh now it's fire it's broken masts it's broken, broken wheels it's broken Hello. capstan so there's a lot more uh, that you have to, to deal with if you do get hit. And it's not quite as easy as just like, all right, drop anchor or drop drop sails. Let's go. Let's get out of here. We, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll patch the holes as soon as we get out of the or get out of the, the range of it. But now it's like you may not actually make it out. You, you may not be able to live long enough to get the mast back up and repaired before the next hit. And on top of the fire, on top of the holes, it's it's a little bit more treacherous. But it happens less frequently, and I think that yeah. that's a that's a good balance for the for the roar. And I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping at some point there's going to be something that gets us back into the roar. Because uh, like something I was talking about with Jay uh, last episode is the the Molten Sands Fortress was kind of that attempt to get us back over to the roar to play around in there. Um, but the yeah. rewards for the for the fortress just weren't good enough to justify going out that way for it uh, because of its location and because of, because of the, the position of a couple of volcanoes that are on it and next to it. Um, but really some of the, some of the fun stuff that we, we had when the devil's shroud came or de the devil's roar came out was based around just like having to try and decide like, okay, it's going to go off now. And then it goes off. But then it was like you'd sail out and you'd wait and you'd be like, all right, well, it's, it's been like five minutes. How long is this thing going to erupt for? Like, we got stuff to do. Like, we could be doing mm -hmm. other stuff right now. And that opened you up to dealing with other ships or, or, or other threats in the world because it was like, all right, well, we're out here. This just gives more time for someone else to sail over and be like, ah, they're doing something over there. We could go attack them. How are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, nice. it was always a, yeah, it was there was always that temptation. So I'm I'm hoping that um, sometime in the near future we'll we'll have uh, we'll have something that draws us back. I'm sure we will. I'm sure there's something. Yeah, that there's, I heard there's some kind of 
Oh. Uh, I don't know. What is it called? Uh, fire stomach guy or something in the area. <laughs> like oh. making moves, something was going on. <laughs> I forgot his name. So, so I'm. Yeah. Like, eh, there, really there is something. Yeah, we we followed a weird guy with a sword with a lightsaber for a while, and and he he I think did it was some stuff. Fire and, kidney, fire kidney. <laughs> no, it was it was. Um, oh gosh, no, I can't think of what it was. It was like tender heart or 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 something. I can't remember. But yeah, there there's something that was going on over there. We'll probably go over there at some point to to go see what that was all about. But uh, until then, I'm sure we'll we'll keep seeing what's going on with Reaper's hideout and, and turning more and more skeleton army bits to uh, to the mass stranger. I like and how so, willfully, uh, like how how willingly we all give our gold away. We're like, <laughs> or our, yeah. our hard-earned loot. You you you're gonna pay me for that? Yeah, I don't care what you're doing here, what you're scheming. You're obviously scheming. But I get paid. All right, I'm in. <laughs> it's Say no you know more. what, it, pirate, you know what it, it reminds me of, and and I miss that Rare doesn't do this anymore. But remember back in 2018 when we had the E3 trailer for uh, Cursed Shores, and the pirate walks in and he drops all this stuff on on Madame Olivia's table, and there's like this cursed cannonball and a crab, and the crab runs off, and, and she picks up this cursed cannonball. She's like going into this awesome prophecy of, of doom that's going to come and, and the guy's sitting there and, and she's like, you just want to know how much you can get for it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. 10 bits. That's, that's <laughs> essentially like, let, let's be honest. Rare had us pegged from the beginning. They knew exactly how we, we are and what we want and how we don't, we don't necessarily care what you're going to do with the cursed cannonball. Just tell me how much you're going to give me for it. <laughs> Maybe it's our fault. <laughs> God, imagine if they would, without telling us, they would actually run a background campaign that actually takes into account how people, how many people support her at the hideout and uh, how many don't, like people that never paid something in and reward them on that basis. Like it's an active campaign oh, that we man. can influence. That's well, something I kind of wish we get something like that in the future. That would be amazing if you can actually pick and choose a side and that the outcome, depending on on what players choose uh, changes the narrative. That would be cool. That's one of the things that's that's kind of brought me back into World of Warcraft was was this last expansion. They had Sylvanas, who is is my my favorite Bay out of World of Warcraft. She's <laughs> she's my favorite overall. They made her into this villain, but is she a villain? Like you've got the loyalists and you've got the separatists and, and the people that are like, I, I want my old horde. And then there's the people that are like, nah, Sylvanas is, is queen Bay. She's, she's the one that we're going to follow regardless. And you could betray the trust of either one. And they built that into the story. And there was a reward for those that were loyalists to the bitter end for Sylvanas. They got extra story. And I want Rare to to take take that. Just just rip it off completely. Just steal it. Dude, throw dude. it into the game. God, imagine if there we would have... Remember if we the, an option. The, the, the mermaid statue campaign where we needed to destroy them for Duke because he wanted us exactly. to Exactly. Why? Dark Lord, how you call him. I Why? wish that would have bitten us in the in the in the butt. Like I wish that would have come back as, "Hey, uh, why did Guess you what? all destroy that? That is like yeah. 
bringing wrath upon all of us. Like the outpost guys would have been freaking out and stuff. Why did you do that? Well, because Duke told us so. If Duke tells you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? Well, if there's money in it, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I'm hoping for that payout. I want that, that I want our choices to be impactful to the world, not just our reputation. And, and yeah. I think that that's something that is, is feasible. I definitely think that that's feasible. I would just love to see that story get worked into it because there's been all of these things like the skeleton thrones that never ticked off. Any skeletons were sitting in their thrones. They didn't care. Um, you know, there's so many different things that we've done throughout the game that seem like like it should have had repercussions and it hasn't hasn't been until recently with reaper's hideout and building up the fort that it's like okay maybe maybe something we're maybe doing here isn't yeah. we shouldn't be doing this <laughs> i feel like it's going to happen no matter what but <laughs> I, I i don't know that i feel 100 percent okay with this and that's yeah. a sentiment that's been going around a lot lately so Oh, I think, I think I'm going to wrap it up with this. Um, there's been, there's been a lot of the community that have been very vocal as of late about a, a whole bunch of different things. Um, guns, captaincy, private servers. Do you ever see that ending with, with our, our community? Do you think we'll ever nope. get to a point where we're completely satisfied? We'll have everything nope. we ever wanted. Where does that ever happen? Where does that ever happen that you can please all the people? That's not going to happen. There's always going to be a group uh, that will be like, hey, that's not what I thought it would be. <laughs> that's, that's you know, you, you bring up a fair point. We, we can't please everyone all the time. Um, and I think on that note, it's time to end the episode. So if you guys wanted more podcast, sorry, it's, it's not going to happen on this one, but I do know that there are a lot of other people out in the seas that would love to have a chance to, to shout out to you, to talk to you and stuff. So where can people find you on social medias? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, now I need to look it up myself because I don't know my own Twitter handle. Uh, yeah, shame, right? How so yeah, you. you can you can find me on Twitter on uh, at uh, Thor von Blitz or Thor underscore von underscore Blitz. That's my Twitter thing. And you're a part of the uh, you're you're a part of the the Fortune Union. Fortune is, Union, yeah. That's, do they have their own their own they Discord have their own that you can handle? Recommend? And yeah, they they got a we we got our own Discord. Like, but I said we were like a smaller group. But if you want to keep up with what we do, uh, also with the Pirate Council, then you can follow um, Fortune on Twitter as well under at fake tuna tweet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story behind that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. We'll we'll have to I'll have to bring you back on so that you can we can bring that back up at the end of a of another episode. Um, Thor, thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate you uh, doing it. So on such late notice, it, it was an idea that sparked in my head before I was jumping in the shower and I was like, I want to talk to Thor and I can't do it right now, but I want to do it during this weekend. And you were all for it. And I, I appreciate you working with me on the silliness that was the outro to, or the intro to the, to the episode. Oh, God. <laughs> it was such a random idea. And, and I feel like, uh, I hope a lot of people enjoyed it. So thank yeah, you again you did, so much for you did, that. You did well. 
uh, thank you passable for having German. Me, I think. Passable German. I think people that speak German will understand it. Everybody else will be like, huh? <laughs> that's good. That's that's what I was hoping. I was hoping to impress my heritage of, of Deutschland so that they could they could uh, 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 realize that I'm I may be a Keller, but I'm not the worst Keller out there. <laughs> so. And with that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me and you want to to share your stories, thoughts, anything that we talked about or missed, you can always reach me at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always send me an email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. My gamer tag's also just Captain Logan, all one word, with the U instead of an A. And Pirates, with that, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. And then you should play polka. Mmm, polka. Making mistakes. <laughs> oh no! Trust me, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough no matter what. But uh, all right, so <laughs> I'm gonna give this another shot. We'll see how this goes. Willkommen zum Kieltown Podcast. Ich bin euer Gastgeber, Captain Logan, und wir haben heute über eine Menge Sea of Thieves Neuigkeiten zu berichten. Also schnallt euch an den Mast und haltet euch fest. Best that up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> going really well. So you basically the first two thirds you got them. Willkommen zum Kiel Hall Podcast. Ich bin euer Gastgeber Captain Logan und wir haben heute über eine Menge Sea of Thieves Neuigkeiten zu berichten. Also schnallt euch an den Mast und haltet haltet your Okay. Alright. We'll do. We got. We got through it once. We're gonna do it one more last time. Hopefully, this is the one that I can use for the take. Willkommen zum Kiel Hall Podcast. Ich bin euer Gastgeber Captain Logan, und wir haben heute über eine Menge Sea of Thieves Neuigkeiten zu berichten. Also schnallt euch an den Mast und haltet ein. Nope. <laughs> Willkommen zum Kiel Hall Podcast. Ich bin euer Gastgeber Captain Logan. Und wir haben heute über eine Menge Sea of Thieves Neuigkeiten zu berichten. Also schnallt euch an den Mast und haltet euch fest. Yeah. Yeah. That was good? That was good.